to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 230 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the professor, Brandon Crowd, and this week's show... Once again, brought to you by Manscaped. Hit those guys up here in just a little bit. Not going to waste any time tonight making his 20th appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He was last on live in studio when he was up for a visit for New Year's. You can catch him and Rusty on Tuesday nights live on YouTube. Welcome back to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Mr. Andrew Sherwin. What's up, brother? Hey man, uh, you got Manscaped as a, a sponsor. That's cool. Yeah, make sure everybody get them family jewels all uh, treated up. Nice. You know it, man. Sherwin, you don't know what your balls are missing, man. That's all I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was allowed to say, so I kept it real PC there. I, I helped you. I helped you out there. <laughs> oh man, what's going on? Twenty times, man. Hell yeah. Is it been that many? Holy crap! It's been I, I, I you for sure twenty. Uh, Rusty's probably somewhere in there between five and ten appearances. So, well, you know, he's kind of hard to nail down. Yes, yes. No, it's all right. That's all right. Well, but this actually worked out perfectly because, uh, as you guys know, uh, lap traffic PETM. You know, we typically do our shows on Tuesdays, so it makes it a challenge sometimes if we want to do any cross-promotional podcasting but uh Lindsay's birthday is tomorrow and i wanted to be able to take her out to dinner and all that and not have to worry about the show so i'm like well this is a perfect opportunity uh to do something with you on a monday night clearly i like going on a monday night this is like prep work for tomorrow right (laughs) (laughs) you get get any kinks out right (laughs) yeah yeah, knock the dust off get her all settled down what uh what do you guys got coming on tomorrow for petm 281 we uh you know what pretty exciting really um former president of nascar brent dewar that's freaking sweet man that's very yeah, cool. I, I've been running him down for a while, um, and you know he said, "Hey, yeah, just you know, let's schedule it out in advance so right. that I can prepare." Yeah. And uh, so tomorrow is tomorrow's the day. That's going to be awesome, man. That's uh, that'll be right up there with uh, Bob Levine and, and all that in terms of some of the guests that you guys have had. Well, I would hope that that Brent would be a little bit more forthcoming i think he still might be on the board so he probably has to play his cards you know a little closer to the vest than maybe bob would sure but uh yeah i mean he's he's been an open book since the uh, first day i met him so that's awesome no that's going to be a fun it'll, show yeah it'll, Very fun. it'll be interesting uh i'm catching up to you guys though with the numbers with my bonus shows i mean we were about 70 apart and uh, we're only about 50 apart now numbers wise <laughs> well if you keep if you keep doing two a week you'll catch us that's for sure uh you know because we're hell we took a whole damn week off two weeks ago and didn't even mean to do it uh mostly my fault well but uh <laughs> sherman took a nap you know that that'll that'll happen i think i got a fix for that by the way so for your yeah for your listeners that maybe haven't uh haven't gone down this path if they're if you're having trouble staying asleep at night melatonin is in fact your friend it is it is um 
I mean, I take one about 90 minutes before I want to go to bed, and the first thing I hear in the morning is the alarm. That's awesome. There's none of that waking up at 2:30 staring at the ceiling crap anymore. Good. No, I'm I'm a I'm I'm I I can subscribe to that all day long. That's for sure. Uh, well, uh, Lab Traffic Nation, I only start the show out like this when PETM is represented on the show. Uh, Sherwin, what you drinking tonight? Uh, I got me a Miller Lite. Excellent. And, of course, I've got Fireball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Always. Yes. I, uh, I am rocking the, uh, the Vodka Red Bull Club Soda Mix, as always. That is just the staple. Uh, last night, I actually had a White Claw uh, after a few Vodka Red Bulls all day watching the race. Zayla and I weren't ready to throw the towel in yet, wanted to watch a little bit more college basketball, and I'm like... I think a white claw would probably be a good idea right about now. <laughs> you know what? People like to give you some crap on the old Twitter yeah. about white claw, but the fact of the matter is, it tastes good. It tastes delicious. It's, so it's crisp it tastes and good, and it's got yeah, it's got booze in it. So yes. why in the hell do you care? Right. Like you just do whatever it is you do. If yep. you don't like white claw, that's fine. Yep. But it does, you know. Just do, do just you. you do you. We'll do us. It's fine. Absolutely, uh, Sherwin. There, uh, I noticed that number twelve hat you got on as we break fourth wall here a minute. I like that, sir. Well, I think we're, I mean, going, we're about to get into some of that a little bit here later on tonight. There's, uh, you know, I mean, I have it because I, you know, I'm obviously a fan. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> I, I don't just have the hat just to be having the hat. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I wore it today. Uh, you know, congrats to Ryan Blaney, man. That's Absolutely. cool. But yes, sir. He he's straight up whooped him in the last twenty five laps or so. Yeah, he did. I've got. Uh, I saw you make a, a Dale Senior reference, so I broke out my Dale Senior Intimidator shirt here. Got that on. I noticed you were wearing an Intimidator yeah, shirt. That's I, good stuff too. The back, man. The back. It says. Uh, uh, God created bumpers and bumpers were made for banging. So I'm like, yeah, that's perfect metaphor as we, we preview some dirt racing a little later tonight. Buffers were made for banging. Yep. Yep. I like, yep, yeah, that's, I, that's getting There's a tonight. hidden reference in there somewhere. <laughs> it's just a smidge. <laughs> a little bet. Uh, Matt, uh, what'd you do over the weekend? Anything else besides, uh, racing and all that or no? No, I, honestly, no. Uh, I watched racing, I watched golf, and I watched basketball. That's, I mean, it's a it was a perfect weekend for all of the above. All yeah, of the above. man, I had two computers going, both of them on YouTube television, which I highly recommend. Uh, works great, um, but yeah, no, I just, I mean, it was it was all sport. I definitely did a lot of responding to work stuff because sure. that happens but yep. uh um yeah just uh just watching watching racing and other stuff really Absolutely. yeah and no, i saturday i went out to uh uh the old stomping grounds over in berkeley to the old sports bar over there and and watched the michigan game and uh did some grilling after that and uh smoked a uh, overnight pork butt saturday night into sunday afternoon and yeah, same thing. Basketball, racing, all that good stuff, man. That's for sure. 
That's for sure. We'll Pork turned out pretty good, oh, huh? Oh, man, delicious, let me tell you. Uh, it's. I mean, I tell you what, you know, I, I love Manscaped, but I'm going to get to Manscaped here in a minute. But, man, if I could get like a, a, a Meat Church or a Cosmos Rub or, or something like that to sponsor the show to where they encouraged me to talk about meat rubs and smoking for 10 minutes every show and – you know, gave some giveaways and stuff. I would get on board with that to, tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been, I've actually been trying to sort of weasel my way in to, uh, to getting, uh, smoky boys to get on board with us. Nice. Um, it's a, it's a, it's just a one-off restaurant, uh, up in Northwest Georgia. That's, um, owned by the dad of one of the guests that we've had a couple times the comedian you know those uh oh yeah those redneck guys um and and i just hadn't i hadn't just hadn't figured out the right way to time it to see if they'd be interested because i do it for free i don't care right yeah no absolutely but it, it would be fun to have an i uh, have a read but um absolutely man i tell you what i can't help but lament a little bit that uh Georgia Tech's best player didn't get to play uh, in the game on Friday afternoon because I bet you <laughs> the Tech would have won that game against Loyola, and I bet they would have won that game against Illinois too. Well, all right, so I got <laughs> that's. Uh, let me do my. Let me do two shameless plugs, and then yes, let's talk a little March Madness here. Uh, righty. Laugh Traffic Nation. If you haven't checked out last week's show with Tyler Riddick, make sure you go check out episode 229. And if you haven't checked out PETM's last two shows with Deb and Chrissy, uh, get on board with that. Go check that out before PETM's new show tomorrow night. Uh, I love the podcast crossover stuff, man. It, it, it's awesome to talk to like-minded people doing the same thing in, in different ways. So that's, that's awesome. The uh, last two shows for you guys have been awesome. Yeah, well, it was. It made a lot of sense to schedule them both in March, being that you know this is the. I mean, we should celebrate women every month, sure. but given that you know March is the month designated to be celebrating women, particularly in women in technology and spaces like this. Um, so to have uh, Julia Landauer and then have uh, Deb and Chrissy in like three or four weeks, that was. That was uh, that's definitely something that I plan for. Excellent, I love it. I love that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so, Lap Traffic Nation. This week was supposed to be the second bonus show with Dustin Albino from Jayski. Uh, we're going to hold off one week, and we're going to wait till next week just so that we can talk about Bristol. Uh, I just think that makes too much sense. So, uh, we only made it one week and, and are already postponing it once here. But uh, I think that'll be well worth the wait. Um, and of course, Lap Traffic Nation, get over to manscaped.com. Uh, Manscaped is the place to take care of the family jewels, boys. I'm telling you, the deodorants, uh, the lawnmower 3.0, crop mops. I mean, you name it. I love the creativity they put into the names. It's great. The products are great. Like I've said, you guys actually, like when you open it up, you feel like you're, you're, you're treating yourself to a nice little uh, man bag. Uh, and it's, it's awesome. Uh, uh, so go get over to manscaped.com, uh, use code LAPPED, L-A-P-P-E-D, and uh, get 20% off as well as free shipping. And uh, this is the last week, uh, so let's make a big push, and and hopefully 
there'll be reason for them to come on long term. So, uh, yeah, go get to Manscaped and have some fun. Get some stuff. Significant others will thank you. You will thank you. That's uh, that's what I have to say about that. Um, all right, Sherwin. Tonight, man, we're, let's let's talk a little March Madness. Let's recap Atlanta. Let's preview the shit out of some Bristol dirt. Uh, I'll have Newdorf on with the weather, and then we'll wrap it out with some lucky dogs and fantasy and all that good stuff, my man. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, let's, let's just to just to piggyback your your manscape read real quick yes boys if you if you keep things groomed up downstairs she might want to be down there more often and <laughs> yes, that's sir. good for everybody that's right it makes the world go around <laughs> <laughs> yes sir all right uh let's get back to a little march madness talk here you were you were you were setting it there uh georgia tech tough loss um i mean it, it was upset city uh for the first two rounds there and uh see what happens tonight as as we wrap up the round of 32 here but uh yeah georgia tech talk about it man yeah, well, you know, big blow uh, came Wednesday afternoon that uh, the ACC Player of the Year was not going to be eligible to to play on Friday or Sunday if they had won because of COVID. And uh, when you only play six and a half players and you lose the best player in the whole damn league in the ACC, which everybody knows is, you know, pretty top notch from a league perspective, that's tough. Yeah, and they still. They were in the game the whole time. They even led in the second half. And then to see Loyola go out and beat uh, Illinois. That was like, damn, surprising. We were right. We we could have been that. Yeah. That yeah. could have easily been Georgia Tech. We could be talking about the Sweet 16 right now. Oh, man. It's, it's such, okay. such, a, such a bummer, man. I mean, I'm nervous for Michigan with livers being out, man. Uh, you know, I Michigan was, you know, before he went out, before they went on that losing streak to OSU and Michigan State and the Big Ten tournament there, I mean, Michigan was the favorite to win the championship. And now it's like, man, if we – I mean, can we get past uh, LSU tonight? I mean, that is – that's going to be a tall order. So, uh, you know, and they're, they're – they actually probably – they have tipped off as I lean over here and look over at the bar across the uh, room here. They've They've started, so – well, uh, oh, sorry for all the noise. I muted it. No yeah, problem. I pulled it up just now. Yeah. Oh, you can keep me updated uh, it, there. It's 19 to 12 LSU. All right. Well, see, they got a little bit of work to do. That's all right. That's okay. But man, upset city. I mean, I was uh, I may or may not have had a, a smirk on my face when Oral Roberts beat OSU. That that didn't bother me one bit there. Um, when, yeah. when ORU beats OSU, it's always funny. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, all you Ohio State fans out there, yeah. we eat a Buckeye. <laughs> Hashtag Brad Yunker. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. You know, Syracuse beat San Diego State, North Texas over Purdue. Uh, Brian Newdorf is uh, still wiping his tears from that one. Um, man, it's, it's, it's just crazy the, the amount of upsets, which when you have that many, it's like, did they get it wrong? Uh, is it just still that crazy? Nobody really knowing, you know, with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's just been a lot of upsets. You know what? That's exactly what I said when I walked in to work today and we started talking about the tournament. Because we have a work bracket that I did not get in 
because I was not interested. I don't like doing brackets anymore. But I was like, I don't, I don't think they got their seating right this year. Right. Yeah. That, was... Have that many twos and threes and even a one already go out? It's like, hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I tell you, the, Illinois surprised me like crazy just because, you know, kind of like with the ACC, you know, Big Ten basketball is, you know, cream of the crop. And, you know, to watch these guys battle each other night in, night out and to go and have as piss poor of a showing as the Big Ten has had. Um, I think Michigan might be the last Big Ten team in the tournament, you know, so and uh, if they're down seven points already, you know, that's that's have to see what happens. Yeah, I I wonder about that. Uh, you know, when you see um, neither Duke nor Kentucky may even make the tournament, right? It, it makes you wonder. Okay, so is is that the void that needs filled? That you know, like, do we don't do the people that vote on seating? Do they not understand how these teams stack up? Did did they not play enough non-conference games to understand? Who should have been seated where? I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I was I was a little bit disappointed that Tech got a nine. I thought they should have got a seven after winning the tournament, but they didn't have to play Virginia because of the COVID thing. Who's so it's out like two, right? Virginia got eliminated too yesterday. I thought. Uh, I thought they got eliminated because of COVID, but I'm not. Oh, 100% maybe that, sure maybe that might that. have been it. That might have been it. Yeah, 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 I think right there. Oh. So it's just it's it's weird. It's still weird. I think we still have a hangover from this COVID stuff. Yeah. But uh, what it does is it opens the door for a team like maybe Gonzaga to finally close the deal after all those ones and two seeds. Maybe they're the ones that close it out. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man. What do you say? You ready to talk a little NASCAR from this weekend at your home track, Atlanta? Motor is this Speedway. a racing podcast this or what? Ra- I think it is. I think it is. All right. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Let's let's start with the truck series. Uh, Kyle Bush doing Kyle Bush things in the truck, picking up win number 60. Uh, we saw him dominate a couple years ago when I was down there with you guys at Atlanta when he picked up the win there as well. I think that was uh, truck win 50 back then, that, uh, if, if, I, if memory serves correctly. So... Um, just, I mean, it's he's just fun to watch. He, he's it, when he's in the truck, it's just you, the clinic that he's going to put on the field. If he doesn't have that random tire go down or or something like that, it's it's just entertaining to watch him out there on uh, put on that type of a show. Well, when you think about, you look at what his schedule is and what tracks he picks. Of course, he's going to pick tracks he thinks he can win at, and he's batting pretty well in that department, but. When you hear him say, I'm going to run Atlanta, you're like, that's a very technical track. Kyle Busch is probably going to kick everybody's butt. Yep. I mean, there's a reason why he has 214 NASCAR wins, and it's not because he sucks at it. No, no I think he's okay. <laughs> uh, got it. Let's talk about Georgia boy Austin Hill for a minute. Um, I picked him this week, Lab Traffic Fantasy, because I just thought I'm like, if there's a track that Austin Hill's going to be due at, it's this one. Um, he's ran there well in the past, and sure enough. Second place, ran up front all day. So hopefully that's a little spark and momentum that those guys can use going forward. 
Yeah, I think I had already picked him for Homestead, maybe. And otherwise, I would have picked him. But yeah, no, that's cool. You can uh, just just a little side note. Uh, the cup regular, the truck and Xfinity guys, you can pick them as many times as you want. It's just the cup playoff guys that you can only use once in the cup series. Ah, well, so perhaps I misunderstood the rules. Little, little, little tidbit of information there for you going forward. Because I did definitely want to pick Austin Hill. Yes, yes. <laughs> so now I know. Yes, yes. It's just those cup guys uh, that uh, you're, you're limited once per segment there and can't cross them over. Everybody else is fair game. So, yes. The more you know, the more you know. The more you know. The more you know. NBC. Yes, yes. The Peacock. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I mean, I think I'd be remiss after the last year and a half talking about how bad Johnny Sauter has done to not highlight a top five for Johnny Sauter. Uh, I, I hope, just like Austin Hill, that that's something that they can use as a momentum booster because Johnny Sauter didn't just forget how to drive over the last, you know, 14 16 months so it's nice to see Sauter go out there and 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 be up front yeah i saw he was hovering most of the day i mean he didn't make a lot of noise on the television but you know how the television be you know they really yeah they do really do a bad job of showing what the field is doing unless something weird's going on and uh, that's something that that they really need to consider amending uh, no matter which series it is, but yeah, I mean, good for him. Um, one, uh, you know, an, another fan favorite, Ross Chastain, uh, running for Nice Motorsports in the 44. Uh, he was up front, had you know, he was running top five there for a little bit, both stages. Uh, finished seventh, been a minute since he's been in the truck, so that was that was good to see. Um, you know, some of these guys just getting a little practice for some extra racing. You know, we saw Martin Truex Jr. run a an Xfinity race, which is uh, not something we see too often there. But um, I, the, the truck race, I thought, was pretty decent. Uh, the Not necessarily my opinion. I'm kind of still uh, undecided in terms of what I thought about the racing this weekend at Atlanta. Uh, if you're gauging off social media, everybody seemed to be a little disappointed with the racing from Atlanta this weekend. Uh, you know, no one knows that track better than you and Rusty. So what was your overall take on the racing this weekend? Did it feel like it was missing something? Was it there? People not paying attention? What do you think? No, I think what it is is Atlanta – has the ability to create really long green flag runs and what that does to a race overall is um you know it uh it it, it tends to lead to gaps between the leader and the rest of the field if somebody gets it right they usually can build a gap and with uh no practice and qualifying which i'm not against Actually, I kind of like it. Uh, I'm with you. Um, you're you're gonna you're gonna have this. This is gonna happen, and Atlanta is one of the places it's gonna happen. And so, where I would caution people to get a little bit bent out of shape about, you know, well, you know, it wasn't side by side all the way to the end. It's like, well, you know, not every race is. Not not every basketball game goes to overtime. Okay, you know, there's blowouts sometimes. It happens. It's part of it. It's sports. So in Atlanta, you should know going in, if you watch this sport at all for 
even if you've only watched it for three years, you should know, okay, we're going to Atlanta. There's a good chance somebody's going to hit the setup and they're going to run away with it. And, you know, that's what we saw in all three races. Yes. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything missed. I, I think it's just this is what you need to expect. What the difference is, is you know, who that person that's going to be out front is. And that's what changes things. I mean, hell, the cup race was pretty damn exciting. You had a lead change with 25 laps to go. Yeah. No, I, the cup, you don't see uh, that a lot at Atlanta. No, no, I, I, I'm with you there. Um, all right. Let's talk about Bristol, dirt, trucks, Saturday night racing coming up this Saturday. Um, we're going to have heat races that are going to matter. You know, it's not like the cup to where the heat races are basically just qualifying. Uh, my interpretation of a heat race means that there's eliminations at stake. Uh, and that's what we are going to get on Saturday with the trucks with the amount of entries that is uh, anticipated to come out when the full entry list comes out. Yep. Yeah, we have, what, 11 cup drivers that are going to try to qualify? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I'm with you 100% on if you're going to call it a heat race, somebody has to go home. That's that's what the definition of a heat race is. Yeah. is if you don't finish in this certain amount of spaces from the front, you don't get to race. Yep. Yep. That's no, it. Yeah, that's 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 it. Uh, I love the fact that we're going to have heat races. Uh, I'm excited. Um, you know, we got, you know, Myatt Snyder from the Xfinity Series is going to run. We got Bubba. We got Ryan Newman. We got Martin Truex. We got Larson. We got Harvick. Uh, I believe Kyle Busch is running this thing, right? I think so. I think, yeah. You know, um, you know I, th there's the amount of talent out there is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, Racing Cants, our buddy, you know, had mentioned something on Twitter. You know, are we going to get more of these races? Is this going to be a one and done thing? Uh, and you th you, you're you on the opinion that this could be a one and done? Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, if did you see any of the footage from the late model race? In I there did, over the yeah. Weekend? I mean, yeah. it, some of that stuff was scary, um, you know, and it's, it's when you got – unlimited horsepower like these modifieds are running along with uh the banking and all that kind of stuff i mean it, it can get ugly real quick so well not just that it's it's that you know because the track uh the dirt part of the track is sitting on top of concrete and it lends itself to drying out very quickly and the amount of rubber they were putting down does not bode well. You do not want to see rubber go down on a dirt track. And there was a ton of rubber going down with the late models. Yeah, they are going to have to rototill the shit out of that track uh, as, as they get ready for this weekend many times. Yeah, they're going to have to till it. There's, they're going to have to put down a ton of water. I mean, it it's... It, it's going to be tough for them to manage. I think it's going to be one and done because I don't think it's going to be a very good show. Uh, continue to applaud NASCAR for trying something wildly different. And I know a ton of people are excited about it. I just, you know what? 
I, I, I'm, I guess I'm waiting with bated breath. I want to be wrong. How about that? Sure. I want to be wrong. I, I mean, want it to be I'm something that's so much trucks. fun that they just keep doing it again. But I don't think that's what it's going to be. I, I am. I am all about running trucks on dirt. Hell, I'm even cool if they want to do it twice a year. I am. I am all about trucks on the dirt. I don't know that I am going to be all about cup on the dirt and like you you know if, if we're wrong and it ends up being like the most you know uh you know on the edge of your seat and and a great race cool and i think there's the potential to have that at tracks that are already set up for dirt you know like in eldora and i get why they maybe couldn't take cup their cars there but to, to make a track for it uh, like you said, you know, in terms of, you know, w with all that dirt being on top of concrete and the drying out and how uh, I'll use the term moist for Sydney let you need that dirt to be, um, you know, I, it's just going to be interesting. I, I, I truly believe the trucks will deliver on, on Saturday night is what we've come to expect. You know, we want a scrappy race when we're talking short track and, and the truck series. And I think we'll get a scrappy race. Uh, I, I think we might get some punches thrown maybe after Saturday night. One can only hope, you know, so I, I think trucks will deliver. I, I think we may come away a little, uh, feeling a little empty, empty, uh, handed on, on Sunday though. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm all for doing this with trucks and maybe even with xfinity i just cup i'm a little bit leery about i uh, i don't especially the main issue i have is not that we're going to race on dirt it's that we chose to eliminate a, a bristol track. race yeah yeah i hear you like hey man it's just like one of the coolest things that we do in nascar and right. you're like yeah let's just pile a bunch of dirt on it and see what happens yeah like ah yeah. uh, okay <laughs> i guess oh all right man one of the questions we uh we had asked um the the listeners was how many will make the race will anybody miss the race uh jess at iowa nascar fan i think they all will make it uh bubba's got an eldora win newman has some dirt experience at the chili bowl uh he'd be worried about truex but he thinks he's locked in uh ryan at ryan bulls four uh only one that may not make it is newman not sure about the equipment he's in rest of the cup guys have some pretty good teams uh either way it's going to be fun to watch uh so what's your response to that do you, do you think uh anybody misses the race that is going to try to make it i i don't think any of the cup guys will miss it no yeah no i, I don't uh, see how uh, they could yeah, I don't, I just I they're just so good that I mean there's a reason why they're all every everybody you just named has at least like 15 wins in a cut in the cup series. There's a reason for that. Right. Yep, and a lot of them, you know, except Larson, he's still young in his career, but he's you know, not far. He, he ain't far from it. Oh. Yeah, he's got uh 7 now. Yeah. Yeah. He's halfway there. He'll get there. That's for sure. 
Um, all right, man. Uh, Saturday night. I am ecstatic. I am ready. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna let you guys in on a little on a little conversation that Lindsay and I had. Sherwin, you'll you'll find the humor in this. So, like I said, it's Lindsay's birthday tomorrow. We were looking at going and doing something for a, like a little weekend getaway kind of thing to get out of the house. And you know, we had looked at like last weekend. We had looked at this weekend. And she just goes, why are you avoiding this weekend like the plague? Like, I was trying to sell, well, man, what about the week, first weekend in April? What about going and doing something, you know, the weekend before your birthday? Like, I, I am just tiptoeing around this weekend when it's coming to planning this with her. And she finally just came out and said, what, what is that weekend? And I said, it's bristol dirt and i need to be available for the entire thing start to finish <laughs> and and you know Lindsay being Lindsay, of as you know and have, and have gotten to know Lindsay sherwin you know you know the shit she gave me for that but was just like okay fine so we, we settled on thursday friday we'll be back saturday morning so that i will be ready to go for the heat races on saturday night for the bristol truck race Sound, sounds good yes yes I, I think i'm actually on call this coming weekend I, i'm not sure yet i have to look at my schedule but um uh, hopefully i'll solve all the problems that need to be solved while the sun's still up there we go yes sir uh yeah all right man let's uh let's talk a little xfinity racing from this past weekend in atlanta um let's start with our race winner justin allgaier um to me this is a staple win for justin allgaier because i feel like for the last five years it just feels like we're talking about when is allgaier going to get the win and we're talking about that like late summer uh, approaching the playoffs. We're still talking about Allgaier getting that first win. Uh, I mean, we're now in March. Allgaier picked up the win. Um, you know, if he can get on a tear, he will go on one and give some competition for Austin Sindrick. So Justin Allgaier winning early in the season means something, I think. Yeah, well, if nothing else, it it lets uh, junior motorsports know that their equipment is is where they need it to be. Um, and to your point on Justin Algar, he he's been one of those guys that's sort of pointed his way in a lot. Yep, um, hadn't really won as much as the sponsorship commitment that he has and the level of car that he's being provided. And so, yeah, I mean, I. This may be a windfall for him. It may be one and done. I don't know, but all right, let's Junior Motorsports know that their stuff is is where it needs to be at. And um, you know, they're probably looking around at the other guys, going, "Hey, we got stuff that can win. Y'all get out there and get it done." Yeah, for sure, for sure. A uh, couple quick shout outs to uh, Landon Castle with a top fifteen. Uh, Tommy Joe Martins with a uh, 18th place finish there. Uh, solid dates for both those guys. Uh, running well, uh, finishing on the lead lap. Uh, you know, anytime you can finish on the lead lap, you know, late caution, something like that, you know, then you got the chance to pick up a couple, three, four spots there. So it's nice to see uh, some, uh, you know, I know Tommy Joe's got big ties to your show. Uh, I've 
gotten to know Landon pretty well over the last few months here. So uh, that's that's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean it, the fact that Tommy Joe's driving for his in his own equipment that that's cool. I mean, anytime that he can get a top twenty in his own equipment, that that that's good. That's real good because that's probably not a top twenty car. Sure. But he certainly he did something. get himself a it. top 20 out of it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, all right, man. Uh, th- I, I need a little help from you on this one because I was I was late to the party on the Xfinity Series race a little later than I had planned on being uh, with watching the Michigan basketball game uh, Saturday afternoon and all that. Uh, so set up for us Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick. You know, walk. You know, did what happened during the race with those guys? We all saw the replay of pit road, and we can get into that. But set up what led to the post race stuff with Noah Gregson, Daniel Hemrick. Yeah. So, evidently, what happened was the ninety nine was trying to leave his pit when uh, Hemrick was coming in to his. And uh, so he had to avoid him. And because of that, he slid most of his car into Noah Gregson's pit because they were pitted back to back. And uh, so he had to back up, too, in order to complete his pit stop. And Noah being Noah, I mean, good, bad or indifferent. It doesn't really matter at this point what you think of Noah. But, you know, Noah had to stop basically on pit road pull in and then had to put it in reverse and Noah being Noah he just decided you know what I'm gonna ease it right on back until I bump into him and just let him know hey I don't appreciate you being in my pit stall when I was trying to pit and uh obviously after the race was over there wasn't any on track stuff that I'm aware of but after the race was over Hemrick decided to come over and interrupt his interview which is kind of a no-no. Right. And, uh, you know, and as we know now, and we have known for a couple of years now, Noah is not scared to throw hands. <laughs> he threw a freaking haymaker. If you come down to Noah's pit, I'm telling you right now, I don't care how big you are, how mean you are, how tough you are, how good a fighter you are. If you come down and you try to walk down Noah Gregson, you better be ready to get thrown at because that's what's going to happen. Yes. All right. And now I, let's yeah. let's let's there's a couple things that i want uh that I, I i think will be some fun to talk about here first of all let's first start with what happened on pit road um I, i'm all for you know love taps i have no problem with that well my issue that i have with it is is that there were innocent bystanders at play trying to do their their job and you know he you know the the trajectory and what you can see in these cars out of the mirrors is limited you know so that 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 you know right rear tire changer you know there you know he could have you know he did almost hit him you know so i i'm all for love tapping and, and letting somebody know hey you piss me off um but that got a little close for comfort there i think yeah i think that's where he's going to run into trouble with nascar yeah is is the safety aspect of the situation um 
I would expect there to be. I mean, he got called to the hauler. Yes. So we already we already know he got in some kind of trouble. Right. Um, I guess we'll know tomorrow because they usually post that stuff on Wednesdays. But um, yeah, I mean, that's not cool. I, I, I will not condone that. But at the same time, when I watch that replay over and over, it's not like he just threw it in reverse and dumped the clutch. No, no. He, I mean, he just kind of backed up and just backed up too far, whether he meant to do it or not. I mean, I think we all can probably say for sure that he meant to do it. Yes. Um, but he didn't hit, you know, Hemrick's car hard enough for it to matter. No. But to your point, he did almost hit the right front tire changer. And that's not okay. No. Yeah. But so, uh, I'm I'm all for uh, them getting them tussling afterwards. I, I I love that. Not that I condone violence, but you know, hey, it's no different than hockey. You know, you're going to get into scuffles in hockey. Uh, I would like to request that the pit guys let these guys get after it a little bit before they just start getting in there. And I I think I talk, I don't know if I had just texted you this or if I had tweeted it out. I think the crew guys want to get in. They want in on the fun is what they want, I think. Well, I mean, you think about who these crew guys are, right? Most of them are ex-football, baseball, or basketball players, right? So they're all athletes, yes. like for real athletes. They're competitors. You know, they're not, they're not, especially on a JRM or a Joe Gibbs car, they're not, they're not guys that, you know, grew up sitting behind a desk you know no. they grew up as athletes that's why they're where they're at and so yeah of course they want in but i i would i would really love to see some reservation from the teams and go you know i mean hemrick's obviously a lot bigger man than noah gregson is but if you're if you're noah gregson's teammate you know your guy likes to throw hands Right. Let him throw. Let him throw some hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I Form mean, the circle. Yeah, just Form say, circle. hey, you guys, you guys work it out. Once it goes to the ground, we'll break it up, just yes. like hockey. Right. Yeah. Once it falls, yeah, then then we'll back them up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, man. Well, let's uh, wrap up the Xfinity chat here. With, uh, are you surprised that you know NASCAR went through all this stuff to get a dirt race at Bristol? They're running all these other modified events, uh, which I think is great. You know, hey, you threw down the dirt. You might as well use it and give a reason for people to come. Um, so all that said, I'm surprised they're not running the Xfinity Series uh, this weekend. I don't think I even realized they weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Xfinity's got two weeks off. They're off this week. They're not back until after Easter, April 9th at Martinsville for the first Dash for Cash race. So I was, well, I no, was surprised. No, yeah, no wonder so many Cup guys are, are getting in trucks instead of uh, Xfinity cars. That makes a lot more sense now. And this is, this is the level that I pay attention, <laughs> is I didn't even know that. But... Um, yeah, I don't I don't know why this isn't a triple header to be honest with you. Um, exactly. Friday night, I mean, I think they could have done Friday night, Saturday night and then, you know, your Sunday late afternoon for the cup, but uh I digress. I would have thought they Yeah, I would have thought they would want to do that just from an understanding how the track is going to react. Sure. Like, do we need to bring more water in? Do we need to bring more dirt in? How often do we have to till it? 
like all those things. Yeah. No, I am with you there, sir. Hey, uh, I think I just heard some ice going on your end. I'm, I'm ready for a refill. Uh, I'm going to hit stop here and uh, we'll pick it back up with cup here in just a second. All right. And we're back with tasty beverages refilled and all that good stuff. Oh, all right, man. Let's let's talk a little cup from from Atlanta. Ryan Blaney picks up the win. Uh, two things that that stick out for me with that is one, Blaney picks up a win before Brad or Joey. Uh, I would not have won that bet. No, I wouldn't have either. For so, sure. I, I mean, you know, we saw last year, you know, Blaney dominate and and be up front and contend for wins. Uh, he's just always seems like the last, you know, year and a half, season and a half, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, have that problem to close the door. But here he was dominating, um, you know, finished third stage one, second stage two. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, to have that lead change from Kyle Larson, who was dominating and who was looking like he was going to end our streak, um, you know, that that's pretty decent and, and exciting racing to have towards the end of the race uh, at Atlanta. Yeah, well, I, I it, if it weren't for Blaney winning, then we'd have to be talking about how Truex ran away with another mile and a half race. And now we don't have to talk about that. And we can talk about Blaney. Yes. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, that makes it more fun. Um, obviously, you know, Truex is kind of the mile and a half king right now. At least he has been less, I don't know, call it five years or so. So, no, it's cool. I, I, I'm kind of shocked that, that Blaney did beat his teammates to the punch, so to speak. Um, but it's neat. I, you know, I wish I was there. Uh, you know, that's the only thing I lament. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I could only imagine. Could only imagine that uh, when you're used to going and, and all that, uh, you know, um, and we can get into that here in a minute if you want. Talk about uh, some races that we're planning on, at least hoping to be able to make work and attend this year. Um, let's talk about Kyle Larson uh, not missing a beat. Um, you know, we're six races in. He's already got a win. Uh, he's very close to having multiple wins. Uh, finished second today or sunday uh i think he's got another second place and and a couple other top fives you know uh he could have had like i said a few more um i am impressed with what kyle larson's doing in the race car yeah well i think a lot of people a lot of people have said it so i it, it's not certainly not fresh material uh from me but you know what happens when kyle larson gets into really top flight equipment well this is what happens you know and it's hard to win these races which is why he's only got the one win but um he's there he's there every weekend right up there in the conversation and that's what happens when you you know drive a top flight car Absolutely. and hendrick right hendrick right now is showing that they probably have the best cars in the business right now 
Absolutely. Uh, you got Alex Bowman with the top five. Uh, we got William Byron with a win already. Larson's got his win. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before Bowman picks his up this year. Um, and, and that's what leads to the fun talk here, right? The streak continues six races in, and we're ta- we're not talking about six winners with Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch and Joey Kozlowski, or Joey Kozlowski, Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski. Those guys still have yet to win, you know. And if we assume what you know history has told us is that those guys will get wins you know so now that six you know could very well become 12 13 different winners you know are we gonna hit 17 you know i will tell you um i i think this year you know maybe it could be the year because of the struggles that we're seeing with some of these guys and you throw in a dirt track this weekend at Bristol that I think is anybody's game I think that's you know just like a Talladega or a Daytona to where that that's a an even playing field plus the fact that we've got a Talladega and one more Daytona trip to go um you know are we going to hit it probably not but we're going to dance around 16 17 I think yeah, I think what we need is so we're going to have to have another surprise winner. And by surprise, I don't mean necessarily as surprising as Michael McDowell won in the 500 to start the year. I think what we're going to need is we're going to need somebody like an Eric Amarola, somebody like an Austin Dillon to get wins. Uh, if we really want to approach that place where NASCAR is going to have to sort of reset what their perspective is on winning you're in. Yes. Um, because I think you're right. I mean, you, you, you can name, you could probably name six drivers right now who you expect to win in the first 26 races who have not won a race, you know, and the ones you mentioned, I mean, you got Denny, uh, you got Kyle Bush, you got Joey, you got Kevin, you got chase, you know, even um, I mean, yeah, I mean, right there. I mean, well, know, Truex, Truex hasn't won a race yet. I mean, you, you're talking. There's six guys out there that you would expect to have won a race by the time we get back to Daytona in September that haven't won yet. Yes. Yep. Ah. Uh. I, I, I'm I just looking forward to what's ahead over the summer, man. <laughs> um, you know, all right, let's talk about Kevin Harvick. Uh, you know, everybody expected that team to be someone we were talking about as far as contention to win this past weekend in Atlanta. Uh, early issues, I uh, had a tire go down on him. Uh, fought all day to get back on the lead lap. Salvaged a top 10. Um, you know, and if that was... You know, he started off the season with three top tens, and him and Michael McDowell were the only three to half top tens. And since Vegas, that team has been struggling. You would expect him and Rodney to, to figure some things out here. But uh, I saw Mick Rose tweeted out, uh, you know, if it's not for Kevin Harvick, SHR is 22nd, 24th, and 26th in the point standings, I think he put out there. Um SHR is just clearly missing a beat right now. Yeah, they're slow. That's all there is to it. They're slow. Um, and there's, there's, you know, you can't race your way out of being slow. 
No. no. You can back your way into a, something like Kevin Harvick, you know, salvaging a top 10. Um, you know, and that was just, I, I honestly think he was only, he re- what really helped him was that quick caution that we had. I think it was right after stage two started that they were able to come down. They still kept a lap down, but then we got one other caution that they took the wave around on, I believe, and, and you know, they were able to nickel and dime their way back from that. But if it wasn't for that, you know, we're, we're probably talking somewhere between a 15th and 20th place finish for Kevin Harvick this weekend. Yeah, well, and you think if you think about this, I mean, everybody knows that when you show up at Atlanta, the best race driver on the grid at Atlanta is Kevin Harvick. Because he knows how to do things that other people just don't know how to do. And for them to have to struggle and fight and and brood and and get lucky with the way the cautions fell to get a top 10 means SHR has got some soul searching to do. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And, and I mean, if we're going to be honest, um, you know, they – even if they strike, you know, strike gold and pick up a win this Sunday at Bristol, uh, problems are not solved because this is a, you know, quote unquote gimmick race, if you will, uh, in terms of, you know, we ain't going back on a dirt track for cup this year. So they, you know, we're, we're still a couple weeks away from them being able to resolve any possible issues that they may have. hundred percent. Hundred so. percent. Um, all right, man. Uh, let's let's wrap up Atlanta talk with the the elephant in the room that comes up after every Atlanta race, and that is repave, sir. Where are we at? As far as I can tell, based on the channels that I have access to, it's not happening. Music it's certainly not is- happening. It's not certainly not happening before July. Um, so if they make that decision after July to uh, to do it before next year, then then they do. But that's right. You know, we're going back it, to Atlanta twice this year. Yeah, we're going back in July. And, you know, it, as long as we don't have a significant rain event that causes the weepers to to sort of poke their head out of the weeds. I imagine they probably will just leave it alone. Uh, I'm okay with that. I love tracks. The tires matter, man. Uh, we were tweeting about that before the race and I was, I was excited to see some fall off and some pitch strategy and all that good stuff. Let me ask you this, you know, July Atlanta is, is going to be steamy and hot. Um, you know, will that change uh, the racing at all? Cause I mean, it's, it's been a minute since Atlanta's had uh, a summer race. Yeah, I don't, I can't recall that they've had a summer race before. Not like July summer. Sure. Now, some of those races that we had in September, holy crap, new kinds of hot. Uh, I mean, 100 degrees, yeah, stagnant air. I mean, just, I mean, miserable. Like us sitting in the campground in camp chairs, staring at each other, sweating, like not even wanting to drink a beer. Wishing we like had some sun. manscaped crop mops at that point in time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and just not just not wanting to do anything. I mean, just so freaking hot. You're like, I don't even 
what it, what is it's going on right now? Right. So I, you know, July, as ironic as it sounds, July isn't as hot as early September is in Atlanta. That's I crazy. Mean, there's a chance. There's a chance it might only be 87 degrees. Uh, see, now that's good race weather for me. I'm all about yeah. that. I, I'll take that because there have been some nasty August 95 degree days up here at MIS to where you're just dripping sweat from humidity and stuff. So, you know, uh, you know, 85 that that'll I'll take 85 all day. Yeah, and, and, and so Labor Day's been that way for a long time. Um, the way you're, you know, describing that August Michigan race is very similar weather, except for at about fifteen percent humidity. Yeah. Yep. Um, and absolutely no breeze of any kind at all. Just dry. Just that Vegas dry. Well, no, not just dry. Like you can, humidity. you can feel the air. It's so heavy. Yep. And it's and it's a hundred degrees. Yes. Ah. Uh, all right, man. Well, I think that that's some pretty good race discussion there, man. Uh, and you know, we'll we'll leave it with Sunday as you know, hope for the best, and you know. It's, it's going to be unique. It's going to be entertaining one way or another. I mean, it's not like it's going to be a boring race on Sunday. It just could maybe get stretched out a little bit. Uh, you know, we might just see some cluster bleeps. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how they are from throwing cautions. Like, are they going to be, you know, Johnny on the spot and we're just going to throw a caution the second they kiss the wall? You know, are they going to let them get a little rough and, and, and beat and bang and spin, you know, coming out as in turns and not throw the caution right away? That's, I think, what's going to make or break it for me is, you know, do they let them race or are they just going to just throw cautions, you know, every lap and a half? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be weird um, and weird for a lot of reasons. Like we've seen the trucks on the dirt before. We know what we kind of know what to expect there. We haven't seen 38, 39, 40 cup guys line up in a cup car and run on dirt. That's not something that we've we've seen before. Right. Nobody. Nobody's seen that before in this technology platform. I mean, we haven't raced on dirt in NASCAR in what sixty years. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's new to all of us. It's been a minute. It's um, <laughs> and it, it's not that these guys can't do it. It's what is the what is the product going to look like? Sure, yep. we already know they're going to be running almost five seconds slower per lap than we typically see at Bristol. So it's going to look slow on television. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great point. That is definitely, uh, with, with, with the drifting and the, you know, we, they got to lift early as it is, uh, you know, uh, when we're running on, uh, without dirt, you know, so the, the they are going to be lifting They are. I mean, I, I mean, I would be surprised to see them crack 85, 90 on the, on the stretches. Oh, they'll hit that. But it, I mean, it won't be anything like the 150 that they typically hit on no. the concrete. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll leave it with that for the for the race talk. Uh, let's hit a little social media here real quick. Everybody, make sure you go to the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lap Traffic Podcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, at Lap Traffic PC. 
Shows on all the platforms. Less than 200 followers away. Very excited about this. Picked up a good chunk uh, this weekend from a follower's perspective. Less than 200 away from giving away the Clint Boyer diecast and some lap traffic swag. And uh, rumor has it, if you guys listened to the uh, the bonus content with uh, the Carnomaly 500 and the E-Racer series and all that, Valvoline has sent me a uh, giveaway bag uh swag bag if you whatever you want to call it there so some stuff coming out there to give away which is always fun uh some new followers shout out shamrock 13 at shamrock 136 big nascar kevin harvick fan mary ann at jaguar xj7 big newman fan uh 18 fan at j underscore s underscore jla kyle bush fan Ashley Tompkins at AN Tompkins one big Denny Hamlin fan. Welcome to the show guys. Uh, tell your friends all that good stuff. There's a new store on the website. Got some new hoodies, t-shirts, all that good stuff. Go check that out. And of course, stickers and koozies are available for free. Uh, just hit me up and I will get them out to you and Sherwin. And we'll do uh, some plugging and all that kind of stuff uh, towards the end of the show. Uh, Sherwin, uh, I'm going to hit a quick pause break here just so I can drop in Mr. Brian Newdorf and get a little weather segment in here. All righty. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Uh, back for his uh, every other week rotation, it's Mr. Brian Newdorf, Sir, good evening. How are you? I'm I'm blessed. Thank you, sir. Excellent. Except Excellent. for, except I'm going to tell you, I'm better than the Big Ten. Oh, man, ain't it? It's, it's been a struggle, man. We got Michigan basketball getting ready to fire off here in a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, it is. Um, I will, I, two, from two weeks ago, I will take back everything I said about Michigan. Not football, <laughs> but just Michigan in general, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's uh, – it's it's scary. I mean, you look at uh, you know, and Sherwin and I were talking a little bit about it earlier. You know, there's been so many upsets uh, across the board, across the brackets, uh, and the Big Ten has has been uh, a casualty. Well, I of will. That. Let's first of all, let's just say we we're we're Big Ten homers. We like our Big Ten. We do. We were over. We were overrated. We were. But uh, I have to. Well, see, I'm not sure how overrated. I just think it was a little luck of the draw in some of these. And I also think that, uh, you know, I thought teams like Baylor and Gonzaga were a little overrated because they didn't play anybody during the regular season. You know, I thought the Big Ten was definitely going to have a better showing, but... uh, not, not so much. Probably we, we we just played all the same kind of basketball, so we don't get to, when the other basketball styles come and see us. We're like, what is it? That's uh, true. So, um, Almost like I football mean, I, with the uh, with, when the uh, West Coast offense and, and the spread and all that kind of stuff uh, was was still new to us back in the day. When Tiller brought it, the basketball on grass. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. When you had Drew Brees, look. Oh, okay. Yes, I'm going to give a plug. He since the last time I talked, Drew Brees retired. Right. So uh, I got to <laughs> give that. A, I got to give that. A, I got to give a shot. I, I will say, from a Michigan to and Purdue standpoint, was uh, uh, when Drew Henson came and played. Uh, when Drew was there, we always we had buttons that said our Drew's better than your Drew. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> and I think in the end that that proved true. So it, it, uh, it, did. it, it may have, but. And Purdue's defense in the tournament. I mean, I think at the beginning, I mean, it's still embarrassing. And I, I mean, but, and I just felt like they played flat. And I just felt like North Texas just had 
felt like there was just they have seniors. They just I, I don't want to say that the, the, the Purdue team didn't want to win this. I think everybody wants to win, but not having seniors, not having the experience. I mean, Purdue was expected to be like eighth or 12th in the Big Ten uh, with all the freshmen and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, um, I still consider this a success for a season for the Boilermakers. So yeah, I'll take it. That. I mean, it's not it. Yeah. It's not it's not how we want to go out, especially with since we were representing the state of Indiana and uh, it was being played in Indiana. But yeah. bottom line, now we all cheer on Michigan. I'm a Michigan fan. So Hell this, yeah. uh, go blue. Yes. So and yes. it's not I, I mean, I, and I guess, too, I mean, uh, uh, if, it, if it means the Big Ten's overrated, then it means it looks even worse for IU. So that's all I have to say. <laughs> I love it. I love it, uh, man. So I talked about this with uh, with Studwell last week, and I'm going to get your confirmation since I think you like to poke more fun at me with it than Studwell does. But I think the snow is done in the state or let's call it Metro Detroit anyways, because uh, that the snowblower's packed away. It's packed away. That's all I'm saying. I think that's a kiss of death. I just, I don't, you know, you know, what I got you need to do is I like, t-shirt on. It's like 65 well, I, degrees right now. It ain't all I'm no saying more. is all I'm saying is, is you happen to know two meteorologists and did you consult any of them nope. before you made such a big decision? No, no, I did not. Nope. Nope. We just went blind with it. And it was like, you know what? It's like March 20th for the weekend. I'm like, there is no way we're getting any more snow. It's nope, not happening. Pack you're, probably, you're probably right, but if you do, I am laughing. <laughs> I am going to laugh so hard. So hard. <laughs> In fact, I want, I want I, if it does snow, I want a special show where you have both Aaron and I on so we can just make fun of you for the fact that you put it away. I think we could work on that. That, that could happen. I, I want even I mean, a you're dusting. Right, Aaron, even a dusting. If yes, yes, absolutely. I'm going to be keeping an eye on reports. Metro Detroit forecast. <laughs> you know, it's actually, you know, because of fact, I think you, I think somebody traded their soldier. I think, I think what's going to happen is because I've honestly not tweeted that much. And I'm going to tell you that the people who follow me and first of all, thank you. And if you've been like, why is he quiet? Because the weather's been quiet. And I figure you don't want to hear from me unless there's actually bad weather. That's a good sign if I'm not tweeting. Sure. Sometimes, sometimes people just lean to learn how not to tweet. Right. I'm just going to say. Yeah, it's, I know. I'll stay in my lane, and uh, we didn't need to tweet. Right. Ride your lane. I love it. I love it. Um, well, man, we're, we're headed to some dirt this weekend. Are you going to be able to catch uh, – you're going to be able to tune into this historic event? Yes. I, I, I want to see this. And, I mean, so maybe somebody smarter than me can tell us because, I mean, this is something new. I don't – I know, you know, I know in road courses they can race in the rain. Uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm guessing a certain heavy amount of rain. Like, I mean, we're talking like, you know, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I'm here in Louisville now. So I'm guessing that, you know, at a certain point, uh, so much rain for the Derby is unsafe for the horses, you know. So, you know, there may be a certain extent where uh, too much rain on the on, on the dirt in Bristol, you know, would be a safety problem for the cars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine, though, if there's there's a drizzle or anything like that, they will they'll keep them out there. I'd have to think so. I think that's, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if the, El, you know, Stuart, Eldora, right? Yeah, Eldora, yeah. That thing never got any rain out there. <laughs> no, never. It's, it's, it's halfway between here and you and me, so yeah, of course yes. not. Yes. No, it's going to snow there. I mean, actually, for Bristol, it could snow, it's, you know, at this point. That's hysterical. Uh, Bristol and Martinsville, yeah. How's uh, How are we looking for the weather this weekend, sir? 
there's going to be chances of rain, but like I said, and I, I need to get a ruling on this one, and maybe Aaron and I should confer and look at what they're going to talk about. I, maybe I need to get to the POC, you know, to go, I need to see a ruling from Pacris on this one uh, about the fact of whether or not we're going to see uh, if they can race in uh, with a muddy truck. With a, I mean, obviously they have to wet it down anyway. That's right. kind of the school, but I mean, how much rain? I mean, obviously it's dirt on top of the track, right? Or is it actually not? Is it actually the track has been dug up anyway? I don't yeah, know. No, no, no. They, they brought it in. Okay, so I mean, after too much rain, you would think too much rain would start washing the dirt off the track. But right. um, so I put so, a lot, they put a lot of dirt down. Oh, I, good, that would good. take. I mean, that would take a lot of rain. <laughs> well, it's, it's possible. It is. It is that they've they've been they dealt with a lot of rain early on too uh, in that area. No, luckily since I do forecast for that general area, and I was our long term forecast uh, today at the uh, office. Um, I will say that uh, there Saturday I think is mostly dry. Friday is looking dry, uh, but we will have to monitor for the possibility of showers on Sunday. It's not a slam dunk, um, so we will just have to watch that. But a system is trying to move through, but there were some very, very difference on timing and location and stuff like that. So, um, And again, with not knowing whether or not they can or cannot, uh, obviously I can't go any further. So I'm not even going to give an odds of race. I'm just going to say the odds that they're going to race. Uh, and they will figure this out. Uh, and once I know more, I will tweet. And uh, of course, Aaron will have more on the uh, Patreon on a Patreon account. Uh, so go ahead and support him on that one. I'm no longer. Uh, I still work with Aaron, and we confer. But uh, I, I'm not associated with the Patreon account. But still, I highly recommend that uh, you you give it a like and uh, help support Aaron on, on this stuff because. Uh, I'm not allowed to accept anything, so this is just all for free. I mean, I, I'm that, I'm not making it uh, any sympathy. This is this is by choice. So, uh, no, I think we're looking uh, pretty. We have some dry days, but yes, yeah, Sunday we're going to have to watch closely for the possibility of showers. Maybe Saturday, but at this point, my focus is at this early stage in the game. Uh, my my look is on Sunday. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, Laugh Traffic Nation. Huge thanks to Brian Newdor for calling in with the. Uh, Weather for Bristol this week, sir. Good to catch up with you. Hopefully, we'll have more big, good Big Ten things to talk about with Michigan at least as the uh, things progress here. And go chaos, you know. Go, go Oral Roberts. Go Loyola. I'm yeah. at this point. I just want. I'm. I'm. I'm all for everything. You know, bizarro world. Blow it up. up. Is, you know, I'm. You know, dogs and Blow cats living brackets. together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> yeah, it's another Ghostbuster reference. <laughs> it works. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, man. Well, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right, we'll see ya. All right. All right, and we're back with Mr. Andrew Sherwin from the PETM podcast. Great to catch up with Brian Newdorf as always. Catch him in a couple weeks. And we'll get Mr. Aaron Studwell on next week, hopefully to be able to continue to talk about some Michigan victories. Uh, all right, man, it's time for some lucky dog lap down picks. No wave around hotline this week because uh, we got Mr. Sherwin on here for the whole ordeal. Uh, let's get to our picks. Sherwin, my lucky dog uh, is Justin Allgaier. Uh, I mentioned it a little bit ago. I just think that's a big win for him early in the season. Uh, so Justin Allgaier is getting my lucky dog vote. Sherwin, who's uh, what's your lucky dog for the, the race weekend? Uh, I'm going to give the lucky dog to Daniel Hemrick for not catching that haymaker right in the jaw. <laughs> truth. Truth. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, all right, a lap down, Kevin Harvick and SHR as a whole. They, uh, you know, they're, they're just missing it at the moment. So um, hopefully they can get it going after the Easter break here and, uh, yeah, get back to it. Uh, who's your lap down there, sir? Well, after driving all the way up to the top five and then blowing a motor, I got to give uh, 
lap down to Chase yes. Elliott and number nine crew. Yeah, that's that was that was that was a bummer. Uh, you know, it it, it it always seems like the hometown guys, it takes them uh, a minute before they can pick up that hometown victory, it seems. So, For sure. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to read some tweeted responses. Feel free to cut me off. Chime in. Have some fun with it for sure. Uh, Scott at 1985 Wagner's a lucky dog is Blaney had the car when it mattered a lap down Keselowski Kevin Harvick uh, slight advantage to Kevin Harvick uh, between the last four AMS's both spent time a lap down surprising doesn't cover it it's kind of that is interesting that both Keselowski and Harvick who have been the last ones to win at Atlanta had the most struggles this past weekend yeah, between them, they've won the last four. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, it, it is surprising. Uh, but then again, you can connect the dots there. What what manufacturer do both of those drivers drive for? Yeah, that's that blue oval right there. It's yeah. Blue oval. Something's Some, going, some's going on there. Yes. Uh, Jeff at JBev1789, lucky dog. Blaney for a heck of a rally to track down Larson and even cooler to make that little kid's day. Uh, lap down the rest of Penske. They seem so far off at the mile and a half. Lucky dog number two, all of us now that it's Bristol week. Uh, I love when they make a little kid's day and hand them that checkered flag. And I love it because the kid knows that it's something cool, but it ain't, that ain't going to be something he really is able to grasp just how cool until he's, you know, maybe 13, 14 years old. And hopefully dad keeps that flag for him nice and pretty and, and all that good stuff. And he's able to go back, rewatch it on YouTube and, and, and see it. Cause that that's to me, that's when that's going to sink in for the, for the little kids that, you know, you know, whether it's Kevin Harvick pulling him out of the track to take a selfie, uh, getting a checkered flag, whatever it may be. Yeah, I'm 100 percent on that. Uh, you know, Blaney has been he's kind of done that from the beginning. Now, I, I know he's only won five races to this point, but he that he kind of makes a habit of this. And that's that's one of the things that you can do to engage the younger kids and, and get them excited about coming back to a racetrack you what you want is your five six seven eight year old you know begging daddy hitting on his knee you know going when we going back to the racetrack when we going back to the racetrack uh that's what that's what we need 100 percent 100 percent uh jess at iowa nascar fans lucky dog blaney for coming out of nowhere Hamrick for dodging a punch and then landing one of his own on Gregson. A lap down SHR. It's officially time to panic. Uh, the mile and a half program is horrible. Yeah, uh, they they are struggling. And man, just those haymakers, man. That was like I when I watched that back, I was like, oh, haymaker, yes. <laughs> yeah, he let he caught one loose, and obviously it didn't land, but uh, that. That second one that he threw, I, I think that I think that might have found his ear hole. <laughs> that that hit, that hurt, that did land. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Kristen at K Hogland seventy nine lap down to Noah Gregson for not connecting on Hemrick's face. There's always next time. Woo, Kristen getting after it. Uh, lucky dog to Kyle Larson for uh, running another great race. I love it. 
Uh, Mick at GoDucks42 underscore Mix, Lucky Dog Blaney. Uh, he's not the Buckeye Bullet, but he sh- uh, he's short, close by Young Money. Lap down, hate to pile on SHR, but they've lost their mojo. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that at length for sure. Um, Brian at StorminB81. Uh, let's see, lap down. AMS, not only the grass, but let's repave it already. Lucky dog Blaney running down Larson at the end, making it the only interesting thing about Sunday. Woo, Brian coming in hot there. Uh, I know you and Brian get into it a little bit there every once in a while there, so I'll let you have that one. Well, I think Brian and I might need to throw hands after this. <laughs> I, I don't mind the comment about what they ought to do with the infield. But if you if you want to pave that track, we need to let's duke it up. Let's put the gloves on. Let's throw hands because that's bullshit. <laughs> oh, I, somehow I knew that was coming. Oh, I love it. Oh, Matt at Campers News Net to close it out. Uh, lucky dog Ryan Blaney with the run he had with the last 30 laps to win. Additional lucky dog that I'm going to be able to attend the Pocono doubleheader weekend in June. Lap down Chase Elliott with the engine issues at his home track. Ah, I love it. Uh, all right, man, before we close this thing out with some lap traffic fantasy, um, you know, uh, you know, you guys weren't able to make it to AMS this past week. Um, what, uh, you know, where might fans find lap traffic and PETM this summer? Where, uh, where are you guys planning on being? I've got to talk to Rusty about where he thinks he wants to go, but I can promise you that I will be at the Indy car NASCAR doubleheader at the Indy road course in August. Excellent. That's, that's the only thing I can promise right now. Okay. All right. I am, uh, especially with Pocono, uh, having me on their podcast during the off season and them donating a pair of tickets to be able to give away. Uh, I really hope, especially because Michigan doesn't have the June race this year. So that kind of opens up like a free weekend for me in June. Um, so I would really like to get to Pocono to kind of be able to thank them in person and have some fun at uh, Pocono. So I would really like to make Pocono work. Uh, I hope to be able to make MIS work in August um, as well as, man, I know it might be a stretch to hit both Bristol and Martinsville. But if I can make one or two, one of those at least happen this year, uh, that would be incredible and i'd lose my mind and anything else in between um you know nashville would be incredible um there's just so many that if the opportunity presented itself on the right weekend uh with a cheap airbnb and and cashing in some airline miles brandon is is down if you're telling me right now that you're going to pocono in june then I'm going to Pocono in June. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I I reached out to them and they said, "Hey, appreciate it. We are a little early yet, still on being able to narrow down anything." And I said, "Hey, I figured. I just wanted to get my name in the hat <laughs> to let you know that if uh, things are available, that I'm available. So yeah, I will. Uh, that that would work because we could meet up, fly in." 
and you know get a airbnb or or, or something like that uh by the track and have a dandy and a good old time 100 percent. yeah let's do it cool I, I like that for sure nashville's definitely still in the cards because it's so easy for rusty to get to and we talked about i mean we love both of us love nashville great so, great area great area um that's that's part of it uh the thing with bristol is now that it's into football season yes. you end up having to make that decision of do i go to bristol or do i i mean like i'm already looking at buying season tickets to georgia tech football and and i i might go to one game yeah. maybe like i've already made my mind up if i go back to atlanta i'm not driving i'm flying yes i got I got 335,000 miles. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not driving. I got that's, like 150. That's not, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Yep. 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 No, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> with you. I'm, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, I don't got no problem flying. Uh, I told Lindsay, you know, I, anything I can do to get miles on that AMAX card is, is what I do. And then just pay it off on Friday because that's, it's, that's, that's free perks right there if you're able to take advantage of, of that type of situation. That's why I pay for everything with that card, and then I always fly Delta. Yep. Like, well, yeah, but it's not the cheapest flight you can buy. I mean, yeah, but there's other reasons why to do it. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Absolutely. All right, man. Let's, uh, let's close this thing out with a little lap traffic fantasy uh lap traffic fantasy players make sure you get your picks in by five o'clock eastern standard time on thursday if i am annoying you guys with the emails i apologize but i just want everybody to get as many points as possible um so just make sure you're reading the emails so that you know who is eligible who is not eligible uh kyle bush is not eligible for the truck series neither is martin Truex jr anybody that made the cup playoffs in 2020 are only eligible for the cup series and once per segment everything else is free game though so kyle larson if Kyle Larson runs all three series every single weekend, you could pick him for every race every week. Uh, but Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., those guys are limited to just the Cup Series. Uh, if their number is on the little uh, you know, picks sheet there on the website, those are the guys who are limited to just the Cup Series. But I digress. Uh, week high this past week was Stephen Florence with Larson, Haley, John Hunter. Racked up 153 points. Nice job there, sir. Uh, I will get you on the show here at some point over the next couple weeks. My picks, not horrible. I picked up 110 points with uh, Austin Hill, Noah Gregson, Kevin Harvick. Sure, when you picked up 93 points with Ben Rhodes, uh, Harrison Burton, Joey Logano, one of your better showings this uh, this past week. So <laughs> nice job there. Um, we still got to get Rusty on board to get some picks in on a little bit more consistent basis, but I know uh, – He's got work stuff that happens, so yeah, that'll that'll that will happen. So that's okay. 
Uh, let's see. I have moved from uh, 66th to 55th to 37th, and I only moved up one spot this week to 36th. Sherwin, you're in 37th, but the good news is is that each spot is only about a point or two off for the most part. So a good week, and if somebody, a couple people mess up with who they pick this week, uh, you know, you can get right back in the thick of things. So it's 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 not that far fetched and things reset for segment two here uh in seven cup races. So, you know, you you're not out. You can still make the playoffs, sir. Woo! Yes. Go me. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. I am going to hit the uh, top 10 here real quick. In first with 674 is Fred LeClaire. In second with 657 is Jess Rose. In third with 606 is Carson Haglin. In fourth, all the way in Australia with 605 points is John Entwinsel. In fifth with 601 is CJ Wolliver. In sixth with 600 is Michael Elliott. In seventh, are the guys across the pond with 588, the MOATF podcast. In eighth with 587 is Henry Fletcher. Two-way tie for ninth with 582 between Jeff Be- uh, Bevan and Michael Mason. And wrapping out the top 10 with 577 is Robert Riggs. And we got a bunch of people with some bonus points. Sherwin, you even got a bonus point there, man. So, uh, you know, keep it going. Keep it going. And we'll try. Yes. Hell. Yes. Um, all right, man. Uh, it's it's time to make some picks for Bristol. Uh, it's going to be interesting, I think, because you know we really don't have there's no there's no trends. There's there's nothing to kind of you know give yourself a warm and fuzzy feeling about how to pick for this race. But uh, that said, we're we're headed to the last great Coliseum. Uh, our closest thing is the Truck Series at Old at Eldora, which Larson's done well. Austin Dillon's done well. You know, Matt Crafton in the Truck Series has picked up a win. Uh, I think those we expect to be up front, like a Larson, Christopher Bell, will be up front. Uh, the question's going to be, you know, are we going to get a, uh, you know, a little bit of a bleep show or something like that at the end? Uh, are we going to get a first-time winner? Guys are going to be racing, trying to take advantage of the fact that it's a plate, almost like a plate race in that it's an even playing field. Um, I, I'm curious to see who sneaks in the win. Um, Sherwin, let's make some picks. We'll start with you. Who is your pick for the Bristol Dirt Truck Race? Whew. Um. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yep. I should have I should have thought about this. Sorry for the long pause <laughs> good, for all good, the, the listeners. Um, I didn't really think about this before I, I got into this. Uh, I, kn- I should have known that I was going to have to do this. That's but, all right. Um, you can um, give a pick, and if you decide you want to change it later, you can you can do that. Um, you know what? Let's uh, maybe I'll color outside the lines a little bit and pick. Um, is Stuart Friesen running this thing? Yes, sir. I'll pick Stuart Friesen. I like that. Our last Eldora winner. That's a solid pick there, sir. Uh, I am also going with a past Eldora winner in Matt Crafton. Uh, first time running Bristol. Uh, we I need a veteran that's going to keep it clean and just hopefully be there at the end. So I'm going to go with Matt Crafton. Um, no Xfinity race. 
How about the Cup Series Sunday afternoon? Sherwin, who do you have for the Cup? Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch. I like that pick, sir. Um, I know a lot of people are going to pick Kyle Larson. I know a lot of people are going to pick Christopher Bell. But I'm going to go with somebody, Sherwin, that you said that needs to win if we're going to have this talk of 16 winners, and that is Austin Dillon. There you go. Yes, yes. All right, those are our picks. Sherwin, let's wrap this thing up. Lap Traffic Nation, that's going to do it for episode 230 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, laptrafficpodcast.com, all that good stuff. Go get over to manscaped.com. Use code LAPT at checkout. Don't forget about the giveaway with less than 200 followers to go. Huge thanks to Brian Newdorf and Andrew Sherwin for calling in. Sherwin. What's everyone got looking forward to uh, or to look forward to with the PETM podcast? Yeah, so tomorrow night we'll go live at 9 o'clock on the YouTube, and then, of course, we'll be on all the other places where you can just listen. But uh, we've got uh, former NASCAR president Brent DeWar, and you can follow us at PETM Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Pregame Engineer on twitter and at andrew l sherwin on instagram yes sir all right don't get caught chasing the lucky dog tune in each and every week to the laugh traffic podcast see ya